welcome to episode 129 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash mattwitt, as well as twitch.tv slash themattwitt. You can check us out every Monday and Thursday morning or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Today we have a fun episode. We're going to be, be talking about Eric Wilson, outside linebacker who played with the Minnesota Vikings the last four seasons, recently was released by the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be talking about if the Vikings should bring him back, as well as previewing week nine for the Vikings, which is maybe our toughest matchup so far this season, and the Vikings are three and four. So it's going to be a long one to unpack here, but we're going to unpack all of that in today's episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all do enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Okay, breaking news. Well, not breaking news. This actually happened yesterday, but the Philadelphia Eagles released outside linebacker Eric Wilson. Good. Good news for us. Uh, this offseason, the Minnesota Vikings decided to move on from Eric Wilson after having a career year, really, for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 2017 UDFA out of Cincinnati, the Minnesota Vikings played four years with the Vikings, starting in 2020 with the Vikings after Anthony Barr obviously suffered with his injury. Eric Wilson filled in that role and had an amazing year in 2020. On top of that, 2019, he also had a good year as well. So just under the Mike Zimmer defense has done a great job. Under Andre Patterson's defense, we'll call it now because Mike Zimmer is not going to be here anymore. Under Andre Patterson's defense has done a great job. And really a lot of defensive players, that's what they need. I mean, you saw what happened with Everson Griffin when he went away. He did not look good with the Lions, didn't look good with the Cowboys, came back with the Vikings and now is our best defensive end after obviously what happened with Daniel Hunter, which you hate to see it because Daniel Hunter is one of the best pass rushers in the league. And to see him go out, maybe the most underrated pass rusher in the league as well, to see him go out, we really need this 34-year-old where we're relying on Everson Griffin right now. But we won't be if we bring in Eric Wilson. This is good news for the Vikings. Eric Wilson was released by the Philadelphia Eagles after just eight games. I mean, you don't see that very often where players uh, just halfway through the season are already released by the team. I'm assuming they were trying to trade Eric Wilson and obviously Philadelphia Eagles aren't completing for aren't competing for a playoff run right now. I mean, their division is locked down by the Cowboys and not going to really be taking a wild card spot. And if they do, they're kind of where the Vikings are sitting at where they can play for a wild card spot. Maybe they'll get a seven seed. Who cares? They're not going to make a Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. So they released Eric Wilson because they had no intent of bringing him back after he was on a one-year contract and now is a free agent and Vikings can pick him off off of waivers why would they want to because we need to I mean you take a look at the linebackers for the Vikings right now and that's really been one of the worst uh weak points on this Vikings defense has been the linebackers obviously the Vikings corners have been the biggest disappointment but when you take a look at the Vikings linebackers this is the reason why the Vikings are so bad against the run I believe it's 120 120 rushing yards allowed per game, which is god-awful. That's in the 20s, one of the worst in the NFL. And this mainly has to do with our outside linebackers. Nick Vigil may have started off the season doing pretty well, but as of lately, has not done great. And obviously, our corners cannot tackle as well. So you take a look at it, though. That's what Eric Wilson was good at, was being able to stop the run is what we needed him for, which is why the Vikings can bring him back and have the option to do so. Eric Wilson in 2020, like I said, this was his career year, started 15 games with the Minnesota Vikings, getting 122 total tackles, leading the uh, leading the Minnesota Vikings in tackles, eight pass deflections, eight tackle for losses, a forced fumble, three interceptions, and three sacks. So just an incredible defensive, uh, defensive stats right there. I'm Eric Wilson and Harrison Smith were the only uh, players who played 16 games with the Vikings defense in 2020 who actually looked good. The rest of the players just 
especially at the corners. Everyone just didn't look good. The Vikings defense in 2020 was terrible, and it's good to see a lot more veterans play with the team this year, even though we do have Bashad Breeland starting. All, overall, our defense is looking a lot better. It's nice to see Xavier Wood step in as well to the starting role and look as great as he's looking. So Eric Wilson can be one of those players that the Vikings can sign off a of free agency, bring him in and be that outside linebacker that the Vikings have been missing. Anthony Barr right now is questionable to play during when uh, during uh, Sunday's game against the Baltimore Ravens. He is questionable to play and Anthony Barr obviously has been missing more and more games and then we have to see Blake Lynch come out there I mean Ryan Connolly come out there you don't want to see these guys play you just don't because we've seen him play and you don't want them on the field let alone on your roster as a whole so this is why you need to bring Eric Wilson in and expected cap will be around one to two million for Eric Wilson just sign him on a one-year contract give him uh, another chance to prove himself um, if the Vikings do so which they can I mean Vikings have 5.2 million in cap space right now if they bring him bring him in they'll obviously have to cut someone to make room I mean you can just cut Luke Stalker, your tight end that really has been doing nothing I don't know why he's even on your roster when you have Brandon Dillon who you drafted in the fifth round don't understand why he's on your roster, but Vikings should bring in Eric Wilson to be the outside linebacker that we have been missing. He would be a backup to both Blake Lynch, um, sorry, both Nick Vigil and both Anthony Barr, but could step into the starting role when we do see Anthony Barr go down with another injury. On top of that, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. This is going to be Anthony Barr's last season with the Vikings. They just have to be. They voided his contract through 2022. They voided it through 2023. He has the options to still play with the Vikings. Why would he want to play with his defense? Why? I mean, Mike Zimmer is going to be gone. Mike Zimmer was the guy who drafted him. He was actually the first draft pick Mike Zimmer had was Anthony Barr. And ninth overall, not a great draft pick when you look at it, especially when Aaron Donald was sitting out there for you to grab. But as a whole, this will likely be his last season with the Vikings. And after that, you're going to have to be looking to maybe the draft to get another linebacker. This next free agent class when it comes to linebackers, it actually looks pretty good. I mean, isn't Von Miller like, oh, Von Miller was just traded to the Rams, though. So you have uh, some outside linebackers you can actually find in this next free agency class. And maybe they'll want to come and play with the defense because usually defensive guys want to play here. But when it comes down to it, Anthony Barr will not be one of those players who wants to play here, even though Eric Kendricks is his guy. I wouldn't expect uh, Anthony Barr to be back with the Minnesota Vikings in 2022, which would buy why it would be nice to see Eric Wilson come in and maybe if he looks even close to how he did in 2019, 2020, that's the Eric Wilson that we're looking for. I mean, 35.2 PFF grade in just eight weeks with the Philadelphia Eagles. Terrible. I mean, their defense as a whole has just been bad and Eric Wilson was not able to carry them. Anthony Harris, though, has been playing amazing with the Philadelphia Eagles. You love to see it. I hate the Eagles, but I will always cheer for former Vikings who I appreciated playing with the team. Anthony Harris and Eric Wilson, both unrestricted free agents for the Vikings that are now well, were with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now that Eric Wilson is released, he is um. When he clears waivers, Vikings will be able to sign him, and hopefully we do see it happen. This is something you see a lot, where Vikings uh, like to bring back their guys. Obviously, this saw this with Stephen Weatherly, and you saw this with Everson Griffin as well, and hopefully now with Eric Wilson. Let me know what y'all think. Minnesota Vikings will travel to the Baltimore Ravens to play them Week 9 on, this will be a Sunday game, 12 o'clock Central on Fox. The Ravens are five and a half point favorites in this matchup after the coming off of a bye and as hot of a team as they are. They're also coming off of a loss against the Bengals, but... Um, they're coming off of a buy five and a half point favorites, obviously by far statistically have the Vikings beat on just about every stat. So the weather in this game, it'll be 51 degrees and 11 miles per hour wind. That's expected as it is an outdoor game, 11 miles per hour wind. I mean, that's going to be brutal when it comes to the kicking game and passing game, but hopefully it'll go down since then. I mean, I wouldn't expect it. The Ravens, I mean, in Baltimore, it's always windy, but again, 51 degrees and sunny is 
better than uh, a lot of Ravens weather. They get the edge when it comes to that because obviously they have Lamar Jackson running with the ball. So when it's rainy and windy and that, like you just Lamar Jackson can run with it. And that's really all that matters. So Ravens right now, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, they are on top of maybe the toughest division in the NFL which is the AFC North. The Ravens are five and two. Bengals are five and three. Steelers are four and three. Browns are four and four. Browns are fourth in that division. And the Browns are a great team. They are. Browns are respectably a very good team. And they're a 500 team right now, which is surprising. They should be above the Steelers when you look at it. But everyone in that division is 500 or above. And the Ravens leave it and this is maybe our toughest matchup so far this season. I mean, but taking a look at this Wednesday injury report for the Minnesota Vikings, Anthony Barr did not practice once again with a knee injury. Anthony Barr every week is not practicing with a team, but hopefully he can be healthy to play by Sunday's matchup because you don't want to see Blake Lynch, Ryan Connolly, these players come out there. Hopefully Vikings can also sign Eric Wilson, which I just talked talked about. Uh, Cam Dantzler did not participate during Wednesday's practice with an ankle injury. Cam Dantzler, another player. Vikings just have to rush back. I mean, our cornerback room as a whole just does not look great. You are playing the Ravens, so it's a little bit of a relief. I mean, Ravens don't have a great of a receiving core that you played the last couple of weeks, but once again, you want Cam Dantzler to come back and play. Uh, James Lynch did not or was limited during Wednesday's practice with a toe injury. Uh, James Lynch is one of those players that... you. James Lynch is secretly a great player in this Vikings defense and should be a starter somewhere in the NFL, would be if he was on a team like the Texans, but we have so many great interior defensive linemen to where uh, Sheldon Richardson can be that backup three tech that the Vikings need. Uh, Michael Pierce was limited during Wednesday's practice with an elbow injury. It's great to see that he's back. I mean, limited during Wednesday's practice, I'd expect him to be back and we don't see Armand Watts play it once again. We need him to be back because Ravens are one of the best running teams in the NFL and Michael Pierce is that run stopper that we've been missing the last few weeks. So hopefully he can be back to play by Sunday. Uh, Didi Westbrook was a full participant during Wednesday's practice. It's great to see him back. Uh, Didi Westbrook will be the starting punt returner for the Vikings and they'll rotate him and obviously as a wide receiver for so taking a look at this though ravens notable injuries patrick mccari their starting right tackle did not participate during wednesday's practice with an ankle injury he's starting at right tackle that's random i mean he plays offensive guard but with all the injuries that they have he's playing right tackle right now Latavius Murray did not participate during Wednesday's practice with an ankle injury. They don't really know who their starting running back right at right now is, but it is Latavius Murray. We love Murray, obviously, with the Minnesota Vikings in 2017 during their NFC Championship run. Uh, we love Latavius Murray, and I'll cheer for him. But if he does not play, again, they have a lot of running backs. They're running a Levon, uh, sorry, they're running a Bell, and then they have they have Devontae Freeman as well. They're running just 2017 running backs right now and then uh sammy watkins did not participate during wednesday's practice with a thigh injury sammy watkins uh, is expected to be their wide receiver three by the end of the season as rashad bateman from minnesota will be stepping into that starting role brennan williams their starting defensive tackle did not participate during wednesday's practice with a shoulder injury so on top of all the injuries that they've already suffered with they have four more players who did not participate and are likely some of them will likely not play in wednesday's or in sunday's game as they are questionable to play right now ravens have like 20 some players on ir and out right now it's just insane and you're going to be playing we're going to be playing a lot of backups which is why we're going to be getting more deep into this but why are the ravens five and two right now it's the rushing game it's lamar jackson it's the passing game they're third in rushing yards and ninth in passing yards right now lamar jackson is secretly having himself a great year now obviously it's not comparable to his mvp year but once again is secretly having a great year with 1943 passing yards a 65 completion percentage 10 to 5 in touchdown interception ratio 480 rushing yards with two rushing touchdowns he has more rushing yards than dalvin cook so far this season and that's because dalvin cook was out two weeks but lamar jackson obviously 
not only is he their starting uh, their starting quarterback, he's their starting running back as well. You take a look at this, though, not what we want to see because the Ravens are third in rushing yards of the season. What are the Vikings bad at? Everything when it comes to defense. Rushing, passing, we're not going to be able to make the Ravens one-dimensional of an offense because they can beat us in just about every form factor. You take a look at this Vikings defense. We are 22nd in yards allowed this, this season, 18th in passing yards allowed, 21st in rushing yards allowed. 12th in points allowed and fifth in third down con conversion. I don't know how we're fifth in third down conversion after last week where we had 8% on third down. I can't believe the Vikings were fifth in third down. But once again, taking a look at that though, Vikings defense, terrible against the run, terrible against the pass. It doesn't matter what the Vikings defense do. They are going to beat it. With that being said, we're going to be taking a look at things that the Vikings can do to try to stop Lamar Jackson. And I say try because they're not going to be able to, but they can do what they can to be able to stop Lamar Jackson and that run game. So obviously, like I said, Levante or sorry, Latavius Murray, Devante Freeman, Lev Bell, like they're running a lot of veteran running backs right now. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson is mainly their starting running back here. Without Daniel Hunter, it's going to be very tough to be able to stop this run. And maybe without Anthony Barr as well. Anthony Barr has been that run stopper the Vikings needed. Taking a look at this, though. If they're running the ball on the outside, Vikings will not be able to stop them. And Michael Pierce might not play again as well. So taking a look at this, though, how will the Vikings be able to win this game? Offense. It all has to do with offense. It has to do with Clint Kubiak and the play calling. That is where it starts. And then you put the ball into Kirk Cousins' hands. Let him make plays. Because this is a secondary that we can make plays against. Of course, Ravens were one of the best teams, one of the best secondaries last year. After Michael, Michael or Marcus Peters' injury, now they have this other corner starting, and then they also have Marlon Humphrey, but we're not going to be targeting Marlon Humphrey because we have great wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, KJ Osborne. We don't have to throw it to Marlon Humphrey. We can throw it to who other but Anthony Everett. Goal number one for the Vikings to win this game. I believe there's four goals that the Vikings will have to do. For the first goal, target Anthony Everett. Anthony Everett is the cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens. He is the Bashad Breeland for the Baltimore Ravens is what he is. It doesn't matter what wide receiver you put on him. Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, D.D. Westbrook, Justin Jefferson. It doesn't matter what wide receiver you put on him. He will make the wide receiver look like Jerry Rice. He's the most targeted receiver, most targeted corner so far this season and has allowed 35 receptions so far this season, which I believe that's third in the NFL. So just target him all game. I mean, he may be worse than, no, he can't be worse than Bashad Breeland. He is the Bashad Breeland on the Baltimore Ravens team. And with the offense that we have, the amount of playmakers that we have, just target him, target him all game, throw it to him, and then also give it to Dalvin Cook. Let this offense cook because that is the only way that the Vikings can win this game. I have no faith anymore in this Vikings defense. I don't. I have no faith in Clint Kubiak as an offensive play caller. I have no faith in Mike Zimmer. What I do have faith in is Kirk Cousins and this passing offense because as a whole, the amount of playmakers that we have, we can be able to put up points on the board. Hopefully. I, I can't say that very confidently because last year the Vikings were playing maybe the worst secondary in football. One of the worst secondaries in football. And we're only all able to look good on the first drive of the game. And that really has to do with Clint Kobiak here. And just target Anthony Everett. I mean, this is not very hard. You just target him. doesn't matter who's on him. It'll likely be KJ Osborne, as I'd expect to see Adam Thielen play more inside the slot. KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson on the outside. Second goal, the blitz. Now without Daniel Hunter, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, Vikings are going to struggle getting to the passer. And Lamar Jackson is that quarterback you want to apply pressure on all game because he makes mistakes. He has five interceptions so far this season, and you can be able to get turnovers based off of blitzing alone. And you saw this last week where the Cooper Rush was not able 
to be comfortable inside the pocket. I mean, he was able to find open receivers all game because our corners are just that bad. But when you rush him, he makes mistakes. And this is what Lamar Jackson can do as well. So are we going to be able to rush without blitzing? No, I don't have very much faith in Everson Griffin and, and DJ Wana being our starting outside or our starting defensive ends. I want to see more blitz. Blitz Xavier Woods, blitz Eric Kendricks, blitz Anthony Barr, Nick Vigil. Just blitz these guys so so Lamar Jackson is not safe inside the pocket. And if you do this, you can likely see some turnovers like we did the last couple weeks. And I'm happy to see how much the Vikings have been blitzing so far this season because it's really helping out this defensive line as we're not really relying on them to rush the passer all game. And then for goal number three, I forgot to put this on the list, but goal number three was just be an explosive offense. You have to take shots downfield. With an offense like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook, I mean, you have multiple playmakers where you can take shots down the field all game long. And this is all Clint Kubiak has to do. This is all he has to do differently from he did last year. Just do this all game. Take shots downfield. It doesn't matter. Marlon Humphrey, I wouldn't even target where he's going. If Marlon Humphrey is working on Justin Jefferson all game, I wouldn't care if Jefferson got two targets in this game. Because you can easily rely on your other wide receivers as well. I like to see Clint Kubiak and, uh, sorry, I like to see uh, Kirk Cousins being able to rely on these tight ends. Throwing it to Tyler Conklin on third down, great. As long as it's not a two-yard pass when you need 10 yards. I mean, this is pretty, this is not rocket science. Being able to convert on third down, obviously. But targeting KJ Osborne, trusting Osborne on third down, trusting uh, Tyler Conklin on third down. Just being able to utilize more players because... Marlon Humphrey is a great corner. You don't want to target Justin Jefferson all game, as obviously, assuming Marlon Humphrey is going to be playing on Jefferson all game, it'll be more of a tough matchup there when they have a player like Anthony Everett, who obviously Osborne is going to be able to make some plays on him and Thielen, depending on who he plays against. But again, that's goal number three, is just taking shots down the field, being a more explosive offense than we've seen so far. And then for the fourth and final, maybe most important goal, fire Zim and Kubiak. I mean, if you want to win, you just got to fire Zim and Kubiak and you'll be able to win the rest of your games. So taking a look at that, though, that it will be previewing this matchup. Vikings defense, no faith. Vikings offense, little faith. It's possible. Coming off of a game after getting embarrassed on Sunday Night Football, it's possible we see a great game from this Vikings offense. Why? Because we have as many playmakers as we do, and we should be able to see a great offensive performance, especially going up against a Ravens defense, which, because of the injuries, is one of the worst secondaries in football right now, outside of Marlon Humphrey, one of the worst secondaries in football. And you should be able to look a lot more explosive of an offense than you have in the past. And that's why for the bold prediction of the week, I do think the Vikings offense will come up big in this game. And for the bold prediction of the week, Dalvin Cook will have his first multi-touchdown game of the season. We're eight weeks into the season, now going into week nine. Delvin Cook has yet to have a multi-touchdown game, and that's solely because of injuries, of course. But again, has only had two touchdowns so far this season, both in different games. He also had a fumble in both those games as well. But this will be Dalvin Cook's first game where he would get multi-touchdowns. And for the final prediction, Vikings have to lose. I just, I don't want to get my hopes up is what I'm doing here. I, I hate to predict my Vikings to lose, and I do believe Vikings can make a run, even in the playoffs as a seven seed. Not a run for the Super Bowl, though, but Baltimore Ravens so far this season have been respectably a better team offensively and defensively, and obviously coaching staff. As a whole, I have to predict my Vikings to lose. However, it's going to be a five-point loss, so not, not quite five and a half or the over. So Vikings will lose this game 21-26 to to the Baltimore Ravens, a five-point loss on an away game, and I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, but I don't want to predict my Vikings to win again and get my hopes up, especially especially after what happened on Sunday Night Football, which was the most embarrassing loss I've seen by the Vikings in the last three seasons. So 
maybe since the 2017 loss to the Detroit Lions. So let me know what y'all think. That's going to wrap up episode 129 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day.